Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. With that, we've got plenty on the agenda tonight from a round ball perspective. We're about to get into a huge 2022 FIFA World Cup preview of all the groups, all the teams, and uh, we can't wait to bring it to you. And joining us in the studio for the very, very first time, Vince Battiato, coach of the Essendon Royal Senior Women's Team. A very good evening to you, Vince. How are you? I'm well, Paul. Yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, pleasure nice to have to you. Pleasure to have you on the airways for the first time. Very nice to be here. Good. It's a pleasure to come in, even uh, even though the, the hour. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be you'll be up in the early hours of, oh, of the morning, mate, with the World Cup coming up. It's common knowledge that I'm I'm usually posting on the Facebook group at two three in the morning. The place I like to you ever sleep, and I, this is just proof that I don't. <laughs> exactly. Uh, tell us, tell the overnight crowd audience a bit about yourself, your your background, what you do with with women's sports uh, from a local perspective as well? Uh, well, I, I came to Essendon Royals this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I spent a little while looking at the club and uh, they approached me this year and I came to the club and, and just uh, fell in love with um, the culture of the club and, and the people that are at the club and what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very, very easy to come in and and uh, and get my job done when you're so well supported. It's an amazing club and, and wonderful group of people that are all about the club first. Um, and and really importantly, they uh, they see the, the women's program and the senior women's program on equal footing mm-hmm. with the senior men. So there's a huge mutual respect between the senior men and the senior women, um, as well as with the junior program, of course. It's a big club. Um, but it's just such a supportive environment that it was very easy for me to come in and um, I, I brought 19 new players to the club and managed to gel them quick enough. Although we had a two-year plan to get promotion, we did it in one. So, so <laughs> I was going to, I knew you'd get that in. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, the, the club's very happy. We're all very happy. And, uh, and now we're building for uh, an, another season at this time at the VPL level, which is a season above the state one where we got promoted last year. And we'll, we'll look to have another crack at it. Fantastic. Awesome stuff. Now, from a personal perspective, uh, who do you sort of, you follow Premier League, you follow oh, Serie A, or you? There's only one team in the world, really. Who's... Surely it's a Liverpool. Oh, there you go. There you go. That, that'll get the overnight crowd text machine up and about. Yeah, 0433 to send in your texts uh, throughout the night. Uh, the question on the agenda when we get stuck into this huge FIFA World Cup preview for the overnight crowd, will the Socceroos make it out of Group D? Dean off the temper text uh, line says, no, Australia won't make it out. It's got a couple of predictions as well, which we will get into uh, from Dean, but um, well, let's get stuck. Let's just get stuck straight into this, into this Group D and how you how we expect this World Cup to to play out. Vids, uh, Australia, France, Tunisia, and Denmark. Um, obviously, being you know a a, a fully fledged you know senior coach, and how how have you seen Australia progress into this? You may be a little bit lucky to get there in the shootout, probably, but I mean you can only beat the teams in front of you. Look, patchy is probably the, yep. the the best word that we can use for that. But you know, you, you, irrespective of whether you are a fan of the way we play or the players that have been selected or Graham Arnold's selection, he's the man entrusted with the job at the moment. Mm. You give Graham credit for getting us there. Is it a shootout or not? To, to be honest, I don't care if we win the game six 0 or we get through in the penalty shootout. <laughs> we're in the World Cup. Yeah. You know, and importantly, 
multiple in a row. So, you know, the players chosen now get to get to prove their worth and they get to say, you know what, we're here now. Let's let's make a goal of it. Let's make a fist of it. And and it's you know the good old Australian way. Let's have a crack. Um, whether they can, that's another question, isn't not, it? It's not an easy group. <laughs> no, France, Tunisia, Denmark. Uh, we have this first game of the World Cup from our perspective, from a green and gold perspective, against. France and look, France have got they've got a handful of injuries to pretty important players, namely Paul Pogba and Ingolo Kante. Uh, but you know, I mean that that fighting Aussie spirit that we see, you know, that underdog spirit that you know is is pertained throughout Australian teams at a national level, not just at football but throughout all sports. Maybe it'll come to the fore. But I mean, the French and we were discussing this off. I mean, they could they could probably field ten squads mm. and still win it. Mm. Look. Under normal circumstances, I'd say yes. Mm. Uh, in saying that, I am a glass half full man. Okay. And and if we were going to be playing France in the World Cup, I'd want to play them first. Yeah. And I want to play them first not just because, you know, the first match is all about not losing the game. Sure, you want to win and get the three points, but as long as you don't lose the game, you're not immediately behind the eight ball. And the French are going into this game with just a multitude of injuries and disruptions. And it's not just N'Golo Kante and Paul Pogba. Uh, Maignan is missing. Kempembe is out. Lucas Hernandez. Varane came off Huge. a couple of weeks ago yeah. with Man United and he you know, came off in tears in, in the, at the game before the break. Um, but he's in the squad. But how fit is he? Uh, and now Karim Benzema has has come off 15 minutes into a training session, um, you know, potentially not 100% fit for the World Cup. Christopher Nkunku, probably one of the best strikers they've had in, yeah. in recent times playing for Leipzig, now looks like he's out of the cup and gone. You know, if we're going to play the French national team in a World Cup, we want to play them when they feel like they might be at their weakest. Um, does that mean that we have a chance? Well, we have a chance in every game. It's football. Anything can happen. Mm. But but I'd want to play them now. And if Australia start well, well, you know, you never know. Do I expect Australia to get a result against France? The, realis the realism in me says... Probably not. Mm. But if we're going to have a chance, let's play them first. Because if they go out and put four past us, the confidence is back. They're ready and yeah. they go into the rest of the games and, and we're in trouble. Exactly. So. I think and, and your insight that we can get as a coach and, and from what I look from the outside in and analysing the game from my perspective, I think rhythm and momentum and mm. cohesion and stability coming into these tournaments is just such a huge factor and the fact that the French coaching crew are going to have to jig the magnets on the whiteboard a little bit, I think, granted, obviously, the talent they have in the squad is incredible. Um, but, you know, the fact that they have to find their rhythm early in a game and we don't get them in that second or third game where they've found their mojo, maybe that might come into, come into favour for us. I'm not sure. I don't think so, personally, but you just don't know. And you do, and this is the point, you don't know. And it is a World Cup as well. So you put all of those things together, in the same, those same eggs in the same basket, and then you start thinking to yourself, well, you know what? We have... The French are in a little bit of disarray in terms of injuries and the form that they go into. So there is the potential that they start poorly. And if they start poorly, we get, we get to capitalise on that as the first team playing there. Yeah, exactly. So do I think we're going to get a result against France? My my heart says yes. Let's steal a point. My head says we got no chance anyway because they got three starting elevens. <laughs> but you know, stranger things have happened. So I'd love to walk away from the Australia France game and and get something out of it. 
I mean, have a think about, you know, recent in recent times, in the last 20 years, opening games of World Cups, Senegal beating France 1-0. Yeah, it happens. You know, it, there's been plenty of teams that have lost their first game in a World Cup and then gone on to win the thing. You know, mm. uh, Spain did that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it happens a lot. It so does. Let us be the let us be the the team that capitalises on those points when they're on offer early when a team hasn't hit their straps yet. Okay, going deeper into the Australian squad. I mean, do you think? I mean, when we look at the bookends from a defensive perspective and an attacking perspective, is it a case of, you know, who's going to score our goals, or is it a case of we're more worried about the back four and and who's going to be able to hold up? Because I think. I think defensively, I mean, I think our goalkeepers, I mean, we look at a guy like Matt Ryan who has been in the top leagues around Europe and, you know, on his day he's a very, very good goalkeeper and very good at commanding his area. But where where do you think is the worry for Australia on the pitch and where is the strength for Australia throughout defence midfield and the front third? Look, if I'm honest, I still would say, if I had to pick, I would still say that our weakest area is scoring goals. Yep. I think we have some very decent midfield players. We have some very decent defenders. Probably not ideal that Harry Suta, who's you know one of our better players, is coming back from a, a, a very serious ACL injury. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what kind of sharpness he's going to be at. We can't imagine he would be at his best. Um, but, you know, I, I think we're, we, are, we are a side that can dig in. Um, and I think we do struggle for the goals, particularly when we play the bigger sides. Um, it all a lot of that will hinge on how Arnie wants to set up. Of course, you know if Arnie goes into that first match against France and he's thinking the same like, as a lot of coaches. You know, tough game for me. I want to try not to lose this game, and we cop a goal and we lose. You know, what does it do for the morale in the squad? Uh, I think we've got Tunisia second. Mm-hmm. We want to get something out of that game, but you know, getting zero points in match one forces the hand of needing three points in that second game. You get something out of the first game that's a little bit more in your own hands. Um, so it's really a matter of how Arnie attacks the game. Does he just say, you know what, we, we can catch France out, let's go all out, let's let's take the risk and attack them early and maybe we pull off a World Cup upset very early in the piece. <laughs> Why not? Why not it be us? Why not? Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the narrative that they'll take. All right, the other two teams in the group, Tunisia and Denmark. Denmark are going to be, from my perspective, I think they might be one of the roughies of the tournament who could go a little bit further than what most predict. Um, They've got some fairly talented players in that squad. And then Tunisia, I mean, they're (laughs) going to be no easy beat either. Um, You know, I I think out of those two teams, I'm predicting Denmark to be the the team that will be in second spot in this group. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking at Denmark as the team that could surprise a few in this World Cup. I'm going to disagree with you, Paul. Okay. Probably not for the first time tonight. <laughs> um, I don't... I I tipped Denmark very early in the piece before the Euros began to make the semi-finals, and mm-hmm. they did. Um, I am going to say the same again. Denmark will win the group. And they'll make the semi-finals again. Okay. They are probably one of the most complete units in the team in the in the tournament. They're a, a complete footballing outfit. They have very few weaknesses and and very few stars. Their footballers are a team, and the, you know Christian Eriksen is your cutting edge. He's the man that has the ball on the string and is in wonderful form with Man United. Probably a really good move for him, even though Man United have been a little bit in disarray over the, you know, last few seasons. But they'll get this they'll they'll get their their crap together now. Um 
Christian Eriksen will be the key. He will um, put paid to France's ability to want to win that group either. I, I, I'm tipping Denmark to win the group. Wow. Sheesh. I'm tipping Denmark there to win the go. group and to go all the way to the last four. Good Lord. I like it. There you go. That's a bold... I love the bold predictions. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, so your final uh, assessment for Group D, first to fourth, what, uh, what, what have you gone in order? Oh, I, I still think France are going to be too good. Even if okay. we get something out of them, I think France are going to be too good um, and they'll finish in second place to Denmark. The French will finish runner-up to Denmark um, and I'd like to think that Australia can can pull up in, in third place there, finish on the podium yeah. if, if getting knocked out of the tournament, let's at least finish on the podium but you know, Tunisia are, are not going to be easy, you know, they are they're the third highest ranked African team in, in the tournament they have never, so Tunisia have never ever been complete minnows, so they have never gone to a World Cup and failed to get a point. Mm -hmm. So they have never been a three games, three losses team. So they will go out there and and want to secure points. They probably understand that they're underdogs like Australia. Of course. But, you know, as an African nation, they'll be very proud as well and they'll be expecting to get points from Australia and relegate us to fourth spot. So I don't think Tunisia or Australia, sadly, are going to pose enough threat to both Denmark and France. But I think it would be good for us to walk away from the tournament because it is a rebuilding phase. Mm. You know, we don't have the golden generation that mm -hmm. we did from 06. And we've got some very good players and probably not enough players playing at the highest leagues, in the highest leagues. I am a bit surprised with this, some of the Socceroos selections, I have to say. Um, you know, Mitch Langrake missing out as one of the three keepers. That's just... Of the, yeah, and and you know coming back out of retirement and then being in the form of his life and missing out was a bit surprising. Um, Tom Rogic just has some personal issues, so yeah. you know although a wonderful player, you know I, I get that. Um, Adam Adam Taggart can probably feel hard done by missing out, but you know everyone can't make the squad. Correct. So exactly right. I I, I really want to see the young fella Garan Kowal play before he yes. gets over to Newcastle United. I think you know he, he you know what you look for in these World Cups. You know, it's tournament football. Correct. It's cutting edge. It's 90 minutes or one scores and you get that result. <laughs> I'm happy with that, mate. I'll take that. The Italians found that out against yeah. North Macedonia. Stop, stop it. <laughs> stop it. That hurts us. Stop it. <laughs> that definitely hurts us. All right, uh, I'm going in this group. I'm France, Denmark, Tunisia, Australia. I think Australia will finish on the bottom. But I don't... I think this is going to be a group... I think this is going to be a group where... No team goes three games, three wins. I think someone is going to pinch. I think someone is going to pinch a result off each other. I, I think France will finish on top, but it'll be two wins and a draw. I think okay. that's what's going to occur. So, so you don't you don't think there's a nine point team? I don't in this, think so. No, just because of the injuries we spoke about, um, you know, and the the stop start nature of probably you know probably Denmark is the team that comes into it with you know some momentum and some some sort of semblance of, okay, well, we haven't had a whole heap of injuries. We haven't had to change magnets on the whiteboard or anything like that. And we've got the class and talent to be able to match it with France. But I think, as we said, with France being able to field, you know, three three squads effectively, yeah. I think that is I think that is what is going to carry them uh, over the line. Um, all right, after the break, um, we'll get back into the rest of the groups. But uh, I think we'll keep tabs on this. And I reckon I'm going to post these predictions you on Twitter it. so we can help hold each other to account. I think it'll no be good problem. to follow, I reckon. Yeah, all right. We'll take a break here on the Overnight Crowd and we'll be back with more of the FIFA World Cup preview after this and more of your texts right after this. It is the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and through your digital 
Radio Dolls, Paul Sebastiani here in the studio with you. We're going up to 3 a.m. across the eastern coast here of Australia and we're getting stuck into a massive FIFA World Cup preview just before we get stuck into it. one 736 736 or alternatively, send in your text 0433 We've got a heap of texts coming through, which I will read out. Dean has sent through his predictions for Group D. France, five, Australia, nil, Denmark, two, Australia, two, Australia, three, Tunisia, nil, tip, Argentina or Brazil, smoky, Portugal. He sent through a couple of other texts as well. Doesn't believe Australia will make it out of the group stage. Uh, And also David has sent in a couple of texts as well. Uh, What's he said here? He said, Australia should go the knuckle. (laughs) Australia Australia (laughs) should go the knuckle. I reckon that'd be not a bad... Not a bad strategy if is they uh, go back to the 70s and 80s, Vince. Is that our version of the hand of God, is it? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Could be, yeah. David mentioned the hand of God earlier before. Respect to Maradona there. <laughs> That'd be something. Uh, we're joined by Vince Batiato in the SEN studios here, head coach of the Essendon Royals senior women's team. Uh, we went through a big uh, Group D preview just before. Uh, just recap those um, tips that you've got for from first to fourth. Vince? Denmark to win the group. Com- Denmark to win the group. Very comfortably. Comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> comfortably. Nine points. In cruise Three mode. Wins. Wow. Cruise mode. They'll go into cruise mode. France will get it over the line after, and they'll, they'll pick it up, but yep. they'll, they'll come through in second spot. Um, and I, I will tip Australia to finish ahead of Tunisia okay. because I'll feel bad if I don't, and then we finish third. Okay. Okay. There we go. Uh, I went, uh, what did I go? went France, Denmark, Tunisia, and Australia last. David, uh, I don't get it. I'm old, but in my days, you'd rip your guts out to beat the best. Okay. That's what it's all about. That's what you got to try about. your guts out. You got to rip your guts out to rip your best. guts. Out. I like that. <laughs> That's the old, um, what was that ad with that young kid? HBA? HBA. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Right when he decides, but my head went that way. My guts, <laughs> guts went that way. I like Maybe that. Maybe the soccerers have got yes. to do that. All Maybe right. They do. Group A, uh, Qatar and Ecuador and Senegal and Netherlands. We kick off the FIFA World Cup with this game between Qatar and Ecuador. Um, much has been made of this World Cup in Qatar. Mm. Um, and we've seen what's going on with uh, the Netflix documentary. I've got a sneaking suspicion that I reckon Qatar. Oh, brilliant! Oh, absolutely. I'd advise anyone if if they're uh, if they if you finish it when you finish it when we finish up the overnight crowd tonight mm. at three a.m. Uh, in about three and a half hours' time. If you're still up, go have a watch of it. It's pretty intriguing. Uh, Qatar first game. I reckon they're Montes to win this first game. It just it just shapes as host nation. They got given the World Cup against Ecuador. I, th- I think they'll. I think they'll win the first game. I don't think they'll progress out of the group, which we'll get into later. But I think they're sure wins for the first game. I think they're going to get absolutely demolished. You reckon? Absolutely demolished. Okay. Yeah, they'll they'll be absolutely demolished. They're they're the only they're the only team in the tournament um, that has all twenty six players, the entire twenty six man squad, playing in their home nation. Um, they've got is that a, right? Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh. They they're the only. Well. Look, the big, the biggest club in in Qatar, um, or is it Qatar? Let's go Qatar. Tomato, 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 tomato. Let's go Qatar. <laughs> potato, potato. All right, let's go Qatar. Is uh, is Al Saad? So very big okay. club. Yes, yes, very yes. Big club. Yes, and uh, and yeah, most of the main players play there. The 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 player to watch for Qatar is going to be the goalkeeper Saad Al Sheib, because he's going to be the busiest guy. <laughs> let's just be honest. 
Uh, he's been he's been the keeper since 2009, so he knows what he's doing. His quality at the back there, unbelievable goalkeeper, and he's going to be the reason why they only lose by three or four <laughs> instead of double figures. We'll like it. it. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Easy done. Easy done. Uh, okay. Netherlands. If they, if they win a game, I'll eat my words. Okay. All right. No, as I said, right, we're, we're going to be oh, held to account here. Oh, this, this audio is going up on the on the Wooshka page, and uh, and the tips are going to go up on the Twitter page. So send in the document, and, and we'll get them up. But... I, think, I think if they get a point, you should give them the trophy. Okay. I like it. Um, send through your opinions on Group A, guys. 0433-98-1116. Uh, David, uh, if any team is determined enough, world ranking means nothing. That's a fair point. I mean, these uh, tournaments no. can they can throw up anything, can't they? Uh, yeah. Netherlands and Senegal are the other two teams in this group. Uh, how are you seeing those two players? Interesting situation. So, you know, you look at the Netherlands, just mm. quality European nation, and they'll Absolutely. be there and about, and they always are. I think the Netherlands are going to come down to the big three. So mm-hmm. they've got a lot of quality all over the park, of course, amazing players, but it's going to come down to the big three. Big Verge at the back. Virgil van Dijk is going to be running the is show. One of, if, is he one of your favorites? Of course. Yeah. And, and, and if he's, look, if he's not on song and he's struggling at the back and there are issues, then they may struggle. Um, but Verge has got to be on song for them to, to do things because they've been a bit leaky at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Frankie de Jong in the center of the park has got to control that middle because if he doesn't fire, there's a big hole there. And of course, they need Memphis to pay to be scoring yes. the goals up front. So when Memphis is on, it makes you pay. Did you... <laughs> Very well played. Very well played. Did he... Just a one-two. Just a one-two. Did, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he... Uh, he... Absolutely, like I know that phrase is used a lot, but burst onto the scene, mm. went to Man United, didn't really out. work out there, and then just boop, just but faded out. He's just key. He'll be absolute key for them. So I reckon that spine of the Netherlands will determine how far they get in the group. And if any of those three are off, I think they they just they're going to fall. They they don't seem to have the cutting edge mm-hmm. of Netherlands teams of the past. Uh, or of recent times, but still have that quality there and can get it done. In saying that, I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a very difficult group for them. Yep. Um, so I still fancy them to win the, the group quite easily. They won't really be tested that hard in that group. I think their biggest test is going to come from Senegal. Uh, and Senegal, you know, surprisingly, you know, he, he limped off the park not that long ago um, and was ruled out. But Sadio Mane has been named in CSA squad. So he's actually in the squad. Is he fit? Does he play? Um, I would be more inclined to think that Mane, that Senegal expect to get through that group. Absolutely. And Mane will be training and getting fit and playing with the group in order to to come in for those knockout matches. Yep. Uh, I'd be very surprised. I'm I'm Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, and Qatar. I think that will be the order. I think it's going to be – I think think Netherlands will clear out, but I think it'll be tight. It's under the proviso that Sadio Mane is fit. If Sadio Mane looks 100% ready to go, I think Senegal and Netherlands will will get through quite comfortably. So I've got Netherlands on top uh, in Group A from Senegal, from Ecuador, from Qatar. Uh, The next group, which is – No arguments for me on that one. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it seems pretty straightforward there. Uh, Group B, uh, this Mm. is probably one of – if not the most intriguing groups at this FIFA World Cup, namely because we have this English team in there alongside Wales, USA, and Iran. Now, this group, so the teams in this group, there is the smallest amount of gap between each team from a FIFA World Ranking perspective. Mm. So we've got 5th to 22nd, I think, 
Yep. And in between that, it's the clump of USA uh, and Wales. Uh, a lot's been t- a lot has been spoken about England in a negative sense. I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into it. I think what are you buying? I think England will. I think they will easily win this group. I USA I, are a myth. Yeah, I agree. Myth. I agree. Um, I I agree with you that England will easily win the group. But I have to say to you, on a personal opinion level, mm. I mean, this is all opinions anyway. It is. Um, we we could look like complete idiots. Educated opinions, yeah. so we Educated think it is. <laughs> we we right. think they are. All right, let's call it that. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes us feel better, no problem. Um, England will easily win the group, no question. But I think that in, some of the decisions around the England squad are bizarre. Yeah. They're bizarre. Mind-boggling. They're mind-boggling. You know, Harry Maguire can't get a run for his club, and now he's leading his country. How much sharpness is he going to have? Is he going to look good in the group stages? Of course he is, because there's no competition there. Mm. But when it comes to the crunch, is he going to be there? Dyer, Stones, none of them in, in that central defense are looking like they're good enough to get the job done. To be fair, probably the most informed centre-back, or the, should say the most informed English centre-back at the moment, is Chris Smalling. Who's over <laughs> playing at Roma? Roma, yeah, and it's, it was, didn't didn't even have a look in in the squad. Um, so when you look at that and you think, okay, I, I just feel at the moment that England are hitting the wrong form at the wrong time, mm. and if they don't use the three games in the group stages to be on fire, yes, then I think they'll go to the round of sixteen and could fall off a cliff. Yeah, and. And get eliminated early. And of course, you know, we're going to have all the English fans there saying it's coming home and it's coming home. But, you know, unless coming home is not the UK, I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's coming home. I wouldn't have thought so. I don't. I, I would need to see some serious um, improvement in the England of recent times in the group stages to think, okay, maybe, maybe fully fl- are on actual now. genuine yeah. competitors for the to lift the actual trophy up. Agree with that. I just don't feel that Gareth Southgate for the last year to 18 months has actually known his best 11 mm-hmm. and has tinkered a little bit. Mm. Uh, my personal opinion is they don't play the right system for the players that they okay. have, but you know, I'm not the England boss. Yeah. So I'm allowed to have an opinion, say what I want. <laughs> Gareth <laughs> won't listen to me at all. No, maybe he will. You don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's him texting mm-hmm. through now. No, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I just, it's, they're, they're, they're just bizarre. It's bizarre. England's bizarre. Okay. Yeah. You know, and they're missing some key players, of course. You know, 12 months ago, we were talking about England playing multiple right backs because they had so many amazing one can play on the left side, and now they're all injured. So, you know, Reese James is a huge loss. Um, you know, does Trippier play on the left or does he play on exactly. the right? Exactly, and the fitness of, of, of Kyle Walker is a big thing as well. He's been named. Uh, just before we get your prediction, Vince, we'll get to a quick break because we've got to get these out of the way. Um on the other side of the break, we'll get into these predictions for, for Group B. You're listening to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. We'll be back to to get stuck deeper into this FIFA World Cup preview right after these ad breaks. You're listening to the Overnight Crowd. Yes, it is indeed the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and through your digital radio dials. Paul Sebastiani in the SEN studio studios with you 
taking you up to 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Text in 0433 98 11 16 or 1300 736 736 to have your say on our agenda for the night. We're going through a big FIFA World Cup preview at the minute. And do you think Australia can get out of the Group D phase of the tournament? We've put up a Twitter poll on the Overnight Crowd Twitter page. At Overnight Crowd is where you want to go to find that. If you're on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, create an account. Follow the Overnight Crowd. No at 75%. Yes at 25%. Now, we have gone through thus far Group D Group A, about to get our predictions for Group B. We're joined by head coach of the Essendon Royals women's senior team, Vince Battiato. Now, just before we got to those ad breaks, Vince, we were going through Group B uh, of the World Cup, thinking that England should be able to to get through. I think they will quite comfortably, but there are still a few concerns, aren't there, for the three lines coming into this tournament? Oh, there are a lot of concerns, as we were talking about uh, prior to those ads. You know, there's just some bizarre decisions that Gareth Southgate mm. is making. And I think the bulk of it is based down to the fact that in the last 12 to 18 months, I don't think he's known his best 11. And uh, everyone was too busy talking about how many wonderful overlapping right backs he had. <laughs> now they're all injured and they're not there. And now we're talking about how, how bizarre the decisions are. So, you know, is Trent going to play in midfield? Have we got 15 right backs? Come on, just, you know, find your best 11 and play them. But as I said, my opinion, I don't think that England play in the right shape the players that they have, they seem to have a number of the players that are so creative with their clubs mm-hmm. appear to be stifled in the England setup. So, you know, you got to look at the coach and say, what's going on here? Get the straight jackets off, let them play. Yeah, agree. I think scoring was something that they were sort of struggling with. I mean, they lost 1-0 to an Italian team in a friendly game that you know, that, that Italian team was very, very weak. And, and then defensively, they looked an absolute shambles against... Germany. One name I want to mention to you. I'm not going to ask you any, no, no question. Just Harry Maguire. Notice my silence. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd give you the definitive pause there for a second. Uh, look, yeah, Maguire, is he a good player? Yes, he's a good player. Is he a great player? Is he an England international? Is he the man that's going to lead your defense to a World Cup triumph? God, no, it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, other than the fact that he hasn't played enough football, I just don't think he has the quality to be the leader of a defensive unit that lifts a trophy, that lifts a, a world tournament. Um, and that's not a slight on him. That's the player that he is. Yeah. Do they have better defenders? We were talking about that you know, before the breaks. You know, I think Chris Morling has been in the best form as a centre-back. Eric Dyer's done well, but he's not even a traditional centre-back. You know, John Stones has done well, but John Stones will give you one howler mistake in every game. You, know, you do that against Argentina or Brazil, you just lost 1-0. Exactly. You know, you can't rely on Harry Kane too much, and it feels like the squad is set up to to make sure that Kane gets the chances. And at that high level, when you've got unbelievable outfits and you know, other nations, you know, you're asking, you're asking Harry to do far too much on his own. I just feel like... The Mason Mounds and all the combination really that he's playing in the center of that park. He hasn't really found the right combination of steel and creativity to give the freedom to Harry Kane to hit the net more often. And I feel like he's been a bit stunted. He scores more goals for Tottenham than he scores for England. And it never used to be that way. Yeah, I think so. From my perspective, I think the overriding sentiment with England coming into the tournament is group stage, fairly simple. Mm. I think they'll get out quite comfortably. 
It's just getting into the knockout phase and trying to beat the absolute world-class nations where it looks like it's going to be a struggle. Uh, your predictions for Group B, Vince? Oh, England to win the group, again, quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I'll go as far as saying they'll win the group com- comfortably playing poorly. Okay, yep, yep. Uh, and and the remainder of the group, look, I, I think you said USA's a myth. Sorry to all our American friends out there, yeah. but you're right. Uh, Chris then, won't be happy with that. He's our he's our late night uh, US uh, sports correspondent, Chris Perkins. Oh, well, I'll, I'll have be, a chat I'll to him gone. about that. Yeah, I'll you'll be, be gone, gone by, by the time I talk to him. <laughs> you can deal with the damage of that. Uh, and then Iran and Wales. Look, Iran could be a bit of a surprise package Agree. because those they they qualified very well mm-hmm. in the Asian Confederation with Australia. They're very solid. They're very stable. You know, they they play as a unit. There's no real superstars, and they're quite gritty for for an Asian side. And you don't have that a lot. You know, a lot of those Asian sides play well when they play well and then play really badly when they play really mm-hmm. badly. And Iran seemed to be a very secure, stable side that can get results um, and know how to win. They know how to win. So, you know, can they get a result in this group? I think Iran will beat USA. Okay. I think Iran will beat USA. I think USA will finish bottom of that group and that that second place is a, is a, a, a throw up. You know, it's a 20-cent it's a coin toss between Iran and Wales. Uh, and I think... It, it will most likely be the games between the three of them that decide. Because I can't see England dropping any points. Wouldn't have thought so. You know, so, you know, and Wales are just this quantity that, you know, several years ago they, they made the semifinals of the Euros, but they just, it just looks like they don't have the depth there. They've got a handful of very key players, Aaron Ramsey's and the Gareth Bales. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're age, I mean, aging as well. Correct. Yeah. And, and this is, this is the point. This is a World Cup, this is the highest level. You know, you play World Cup qualifiers, you've got some tough games, you've got some weaker games and some commensurate levels to you games. You know, they're good enough They're good enough to have qualified. Can they get out of the group? I think that's probably the best that they can do. If they get, if Wales get out of the group, they'll be out in the round of 16. Okay, uh, so I'm going, I'm going England. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm going Iran. Wow. I'm going Big Iran. Move. I'm going Iran. I think, I think out of the Asian nations, I think they were one of, and you mentioned that they were one of the strongest during the qualification phases and... There's just a nice steely resolve about them that I saw that I really liked. Going Wales and going USA. Okay. I'm close to you. I'm, I'm tipping USA to finish bottom, but yep. I am going to tip Wales to just okay. pip Iran. And the difference will be Gareth Bale. Yeah, quality. So I'll I'll call it here now. 90th minute, Gareth Bale winner against Iran. Let's <laughs> Wales through. Okay. You heard it here first. Like it. Okay. <laughs> the overnight crowd. crowd exclusive. Thanks mm-hmm. to Vince Bartialto. Love it. All right. Group C. Uh, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Uh, this is where, from my perspective, the most exciting team, I think, of the tournament, probably one of the most talked about teams of the tournament comes up. Uh, how are you seeing this play out? This will be Lionel Messi's uh, international tournament swan song. Mm. Um, I love Messi. Star. And I love Ronaldo. Best ever? Uh, I. You know, I don't like those debates, you know, and, and I, and I'm, you know, you might say I've got splinters on my backside from sitting on the fence, but, but I, I, I don't do that. I'm a football fan from, yes. from many yes. years gone by. Yes. And I just, you, I, I don't think you can rank Messi and Ronaldo and the players of today with, you know, Maradona and Platini from a mm. bygone era to Pele and Eusebio from a different era. You can't do it. 
if you notice, you go through the generations and there's two standout players Correct. in each generation. <laughs> and so how do you say Pele and Eusebio and then Ronaldo and Messi, who was better? Not only is the football different because the yep. football, the game itself evolves, but what's required from individual players in those periods of history are different. So you can't, you, you can't rank Pele against Messi. So do you say one of the best ever? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can you say the best ever? I don't think you just can. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying Pele is the best ever. Mm. I say Pele is there. I say, or Pele is there. I say Ronaldo is there. I say Messi is there. And a handful of others that you say some of the best ever. Of course. You know, where do you throw in Ronaldo? As in the other Ronaldo, yeah, the Brazilian nine. Ronaldo. Yeah. You know, where do you throw in Ronaldinho? Where do you throw in these guys? Do you do you rank based on trophies? If you rank based on trophies, well, you can turn around and say, well, Maradona's better than, than All Messi of them. because Maradona yeah. won a World Cup. Messi exactly. hasn't won a World Cup. So do you rank a player purely based on the trophies he acquires? Personally, no. Does it help? Of course. Yeah. But, you know, this is why you can't rank them against each other because they grow up in different areas with, areas with different teams around them. Well articulated. Thank Very you. well articulated. Uh, I'm going, just from my point of view in this group, I think it'll be Argentina, Poland, like the Poland squad. I've always yeah, liked the Poland squad. I always got so. time for them. Uh, Mexico, Saudi Arabia. Um, and I'm just going to say it here. I think Argentina win the World Cup. Okay. I don't think Argentina win the World Cup. I think Cup. they will. Uh, we'll get, will we get we'll, to, your, we'll get we'll to, get to yours because you've, we'll got, get, you've got plenty we'll get. to get through with this. Yes. Uh, okay. This group, uh, how are you seeing this play out? I'm, I'm uh, Argentina, Poland, uh, Mexico, Saudi Arabia. Argentina, to me, are one of the best teams in the World Cup. They're actually one of the best teams in the world at the moment, mm -hmm. the way they play. Unbelievable squad of players, uh, very decent coach, great leader. I, I found that in years gone by that Argentina relied too heavily on Messi. Yes. So the, the national team played a system that was very different to what he played at Barcelona. So very often it was easy to pick him off and it was very difficult for him to play. It's very different at Argentina now. They're littered with stars and they've got so much more to offer than what mm. they've had in years gone by. So I rate them. I rate them very, very highly. And they'll be in that last four. But we'll get to that shortly, okay. as far as I'm concerned. They win this group with one hand tied behind their back <laughs> and their left foot, left foot behind their right <laughs> ear. No problem. Um, and I, like you, I think Poland will get through second. Yeah. Um, I really just want to see Matty Cash play for Poland really yes. in the World Cup. Yes, yes, but, yes. you know, Lewandowski will get the business done. And he's got some quite decent players behind him now. And that's where... The polls have struggled in recent years. Correct, they haven't had the quality to to service like the, the nucleus around the atom. Basically, exactly. you know, and it, it says a lot that Lewandowski's played 134 international he's just, violence. He's that's just pretty, he's another level. That's that's pretty serious. He's, he's really really is another level. Uh, text through guys 0433 98 11 16 uh, for our big question on the agenda for the overnight crowd. The question is: Will the Socceroos make it out of Group? D, as it currently stands on the overnight crowd Twitter poll, 76.9% say no, 23.1% say yes. Uh, let's get into Group E before we get to another break and then come back to, to wrap it all up. Uh, this is, I think, one of, outside of probably Group B, the England group, this is one of the, the toughest and more intriguing groups, I think, of the tournament. Group E, Germany, Japan, Spain, Costa Rica. We have seen what Costa Rica have been able to do in these World Cups. They can cause upsets. They can pinch results. 
Japan as well. Probably not in the best form we've seen Japan come into World Cups previously. Still got some quality in there. And then the the, the two staples of, of every World Cup competition, Germany and Spain, the two stars in that group. I think it's pretty simple for me. I don't, I don't think we have to delve too deep into it. It's going to be between Germany and Spain for first and second. Japan, Costa Rica fight it out for third and fourth. I don't disagree with that. Although I think Japan will probably be better than a lot of people expect. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and it would not surprise me at all if Japan take points off, off Germany or Spain. Mm-hmm. And I anticipate that that would be Spain over Germany. I think the German squad looks very solid, very good. Uh, I think Spain are struggling in form at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think they've, they've got some form issues at the moment. I'm, it's a bizarre decision for me that, the Spanish coach sees David De Gea as the sixth best goalkeeper, Spanish goalkeeper at the moment. I He's an incredible shot that's, stopper, that's, David De Gea. On on Oof. form, on form, and this is and this is where just getting back to England, the squad, the English squad hasn't been picked on form. Out of players in top form have been left out, and players not in form but coaches' favourites have been in. And I just see a lot of the Spanish team at the moment, a lot of Spanish players not in good form. So I would back Japan to get a point off Spain or to cause an upset. I don't see Spain winning the group. I still see Spain getting through ahead of Japan. But in second place, I see Germany winning the group. Uh, The one name I wanted to mention, and he's here on the injury list, but he has been named in the squad by Enrique. uh, And he was phenomenal in the uh, 2020 year. Danny Olmo. He's just, he's like, he's a linchpin in that Spanish midfield. And they always have. It's either one or two that intertwine between each other. That's just been all the Spanish midfields for the last, you know, 20, 30 years. But he, I think, is an integral part of that Spanish team. If he can somehow get back into that form of Euro 2020 and maybe improve an extra length or two, maybe Spain can pinch first place off uh, Germany. But for me, just to recap, Germany, Spain, then Japan and Costa Rica. What were you in this? Germany, Spain, Japan, and Costa Rica never leaving the hotel. Okay. <laughs> they might not because it's going to be warm. <laughs> they be need tough. the air conditioning, I reckon. Uh, okay. Group F, Belgium, Croatia, Canada, and Morocco. Be- Belgium, they've been the dark horse in every single international tournament for the last, I don't know, four tournaments and have just not been able to, haven't really been able to fire a shot, have they? Uh, you know, i I got to agree with that. And, you know, you talk about them being the dark horses and how can you be dark horses when you're ranked in the top four or five nations in the world? You're not a dark horse, you're a favorite. Exactly. And they just, they don't, they fail to fire when it matters most. So even though on paper you think they're going to get it, they're going to get it done and they fall at the last or the penultimate hurdle, they just fall. Mm-hmm. And and now they are an aging unit. Correct. So there are far too, so if they haven't won it by now, they're not going to. Um I will say that this will be Roberto Martinez's swan song with Belgium. Um, they will not progress um, further than um, the the. I, I'm I'm tipping them to go out in the round of sixteen. Okay, okay. I'm tipping them to go out in right. the round of sixteen. Right. I don't I don't think they can get it done. I I actually don't believe Belgium will win the group. I'm actually going to agree with you on that. Yeah, I don't think Belgium will win the group. Um, they they're going to struggle. Mm. Um, and that Croatia will most likely win the group. Agree. I think Croatia is the more bona fide of the two, really. Just real strong unit, yeah. great structure, great team, great coaches. 
Um, and you Luke, know, Luka Modric, 36, yeah, going yeah. on 26. Yeah, exactly. Know. Just he's aging like a fine fine wine, really. Uh, for me, it's Canada. Belgium to scra- scrape through into second. Uh, I've got Morocco for third and then Canada for fourth uh, in Group F. It's uh, yeah, a tough one between Morocco and Canada. It because is. Because they're both, you know, Canada won the CONCACAF mm. um, qualifiers. Did a wonderful job winning the CONCACAF qualifiers. And, you know, usually that's, you know, is it Mexico or USA? And Canada won that. Yeah, it was tied up there, but they still got the business done. Mm. And, you know, it's a tough group for them. And Morocco are a very high-ranked African nation and always a nation that presents well at a World Cup. A bit like Tunisia, never the minnows, always get stuck in, get results, get points, have had some stars in the past. So, uh, you know, uh, if any if any of those big two, Croatia and Belgium, are going to drop points, I think that, you know, Morocco or Canada steal a point from Belgium if they're off. If if the Bruyne is firing, is a different story. Correct. I, I think in an aging unit. And there's been some issues with Lukaku. Lukaku's been injured. So Lukaku is the key player for them. Yeah, If he's not scoring the goals, they've got to come from elsewhere. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll take a break here on the overnight crowd. But just before we do, a couple of texts that have, have come through. Uh, someone said through, hope the Aussies get through to meet... Argentina in the round of 16 and then there's a, a crying emoji <laughs> on the end of that as well. And an interesting text from Billy. This is a little bit, well, it might pertain to the World Cup because his name is going to come up after the break. Hey, good morning, guys. Is it true or confirmed Melbourne victory have or are going to sign Cristiano Ronaldo? If true, I think all remaining victory home games will be needed to move to Marvel Stadium. Uh, that has been doing the rumour mill on Twitter. I don't know if he'd want to come to a salary cap league, though, Vince. Ronaldo coming to Melbourne Victory. Imagine that. <laughs> That'd be something. When is he coming on holidays to Australia? I for don't. Two weeks? We'll find out. Maybe him and Nani can reunite as old, old United, uh, old United sparring buddies. All right, we'll take a break here on the overnight crowd and be back to wrap up this World Cup preview, Group G. Group H, and then our predictions for the knockout phases and our winners for the tournament. You are listening to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Text through 0433 98 11 16. And then after that, after we get this preview done, we'll take all your calls. 1300 736 736. We'll be back right after this. Uh, yes, welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. That's for Dean off the text line. Thank you for your song request, Dean. Love them, mate. Love when you send your uh, your song requests through. Uh, we are here in the SEN studios bringing you up to 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Paul Sebastiani here with you and about to wrap up this massive FIFA World Cup preview that we have been getting into with uh, Vince Battiato, who is the senior coach of the Women's Essendon Royals uh, football department. Uh, Vince, have you? You've had fun on the radio thus far. It's been good. You've got, I mean, you're, you're well versed uh, in the radio world, aren't you? I'm well versed, mate. I've been here before. I used to do it for a living, so I think it's all right. Yeah, yeah it's I good. Think I'm doing okay. It's, it's a good nice. gig. It's nice to get the cobwebs out. I'll um, I'll see if I can um, pledge to the boss and see if we can maybe get you on there officially. Maybe we can tee something up. Eh? I, I like that you've said that on air. Paul. <laughs> 
Thanks, get Paul. plenty of texts in. We'll get plenty of texts in. Uh, speaking... Send the texts in, people, yes. if you want Vince on the show. Yeah, exactly. Send in the text, 0433 98 11 16. <laughs> the question on the agenda tonight for the overnight crowd. Will the Socceroos make it out of Group D? We've done a big preview thus far. We're about to go through the final two groups of the World Cup phase. Uh, group G consists of Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Cameroon's going to be the African nation I follow, Vince. I always pick an African nation in the tournament. Um, Cameroon are going to be the ones that I follow. Uh, For me, from from an on-field perspective, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to go Cameroon get through because I just want, I like a sentimental tip. You know, I always tip with my head and try to do all the analytics, being a punter and horse racing and all that, but I'm going to go a little heartfelt one here. Uh, Brazil to get through the group stage uh, on top, three from three. But I think Cameroon can maybe um, maybe cause a bit of an upset. I'm just hoping that happens. Though. So if Cameroon is your sentimental tip, what the hell was your arm? Uh, no, no, not a sentimental tip. You're picking tip. all the roughies to get through. Yes, mate. no, not all of them. I, I just, I, I, it, How many World Cups do you go through where it's favorite from favorite from favorite from favorite from favorite in the group stages? Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's it's just you, there's so many things that need to go right for each nation, even the best of nations. So, I'm trying to pick out these ones in in peculiar groups. Sometimes it's not always one plus one equals two, even though it should be. But we know that that's not how it works all the time. Uh, I'm Brazil, Cameroon, Serbia, Switzerland. Okay, I'm 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 pretty definitive here. I think yep. uh, despite winning the group with Italy in the qualifiers and knocking the Italians out, Switzerland winning that group. I see Switzerland finishing bottom of the group. Yep. Um, Karma. Uh, yeah, all right. Why not? No, I, just because we've got vowels on the end of our name. I, I just, I, I know they got through, but I, yeah. I don't see them as a World Cup outfit other than Granite Xhaka. And they've got some decent he's been, players. He's been class for Arsenal this year. Yeah, I say that with uh, with my Arsenal cap on, but yeah, he's been, he's been phenomenal for them. And look, they're a decent player. Sabitz is a wonderful player. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got decent players, but I just, they they just don't have any kind of, and I've used this phrase a couple of times tonight, but there just isn't a cutting edge. Yeah. When you're in tournament football, you need a cutting edge. You need the players to be able to pull something out of the fire when there's nothing else. And they just don't have enough of those players. And I think they are going to struggle in that group. They're going to struggle with the unpredictability of the Cameroonians. Mm-hmm. And they're going to struggle with the class of Brazil. And they're going to struggle with a Serbian team that is probably the best Serbian team ever who are getting results and are strong and won their group ahead of Portugal. You know, And deservedly so, I have to say, the way they played. A very, very good Serbian outfit. Uh, Mitrovic is in the form of his life. He's been fantastic. Dujan Blavic, from, moving from Fiorentina to Juventus, you know, like water off a duck's back, still killing it. And then, of course, you know, Dujan Tadic, the, the star of the Ajax team for mm-hmm. multiple years, just uh, an outfit. And remember as well, you know, Serbian cult hero Dragan Stojkovic as the manager. So there's a reason why they're doing well and why they have that steely resolve that Dragan Stojkovic used to bring to, to to that team or to the old Yugoslavian team. You know, you, you have to look at that and say, there's a reason why they're doing so well. So I, I'm tipping Brazil to win the group because I don't think any, you know, there are very few teams that can mm. match them at the moment with quality. 
Um, but I'm tipping Serbia to get through in second place. What did you make of, before we get out of this group, uh, Gabriel Martinelli's selection in the English squad? I mean, in the uh, Brazilian squad, he's only... I was going to say, he's not in the English squad, mate. <laughs> no, no, he plays in England, but uh, he's definitely not in the England squad. Uh, in the Brazilian squad, he's um, you know only 21 years old, and to go to a tournament like this in this Brazilian team, I think it speaks volumes of what he's been able to do look, at Arsenal. He, he, look, he's been amazing, and... Mm. It, there was always going to be some superstars that missed out for Brazil. I think the ones that surprised me, or the ones, there's two that surprised me the most. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with Gabriel Martinelli being in there. The selection of Pedro as one of their strikers, who's the only Brazilian-based striker, although a wonderful striker, seems a little bit tokenistic for me, that they mm. picked a Flamengo player when they need just to show that they've picked somebody from Brazil. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I think it felt, it felt like a bit of appeasement, you know, for, for the fans, for the, the Brazilians in Brazil to go, oh, they've picked one striker. And then for both Roberto Firmino as well as Mateus Cunha from Atletico Madrid, who was unbelievable at the Olympic Games for Brazil and has been in wonderful form for Atletico Madrid, both of those two, those two players get in for me ahead of Pedro. And in fact... Both of them probably get a, in ahead of Richarlison, who's coming back from injury. So, you know, you pick the guys in form, not the younger guys that have been injured. And Pedro, for me, you know, I don't know the guy, but it, it just feels tokenistic yeah. based on his stats and what he's been doing in Brazil for Flamengo. Yes, very good. But we, we both know that the Brazilian league in Brazil is second class to what we have in Europe. Shocked Bobby Firmino didn't get into the squad. Just the form that both Firmino and Cunha were in, they really deserved it ahead of Pedro, certainly. Um, and I, I can't understand that happening. But you look at the rest of the squad and look, these guys are, are just extraordinary. Imagine having, you know, you know, Allison as your goalkeeper and then thinking, oh, hang on, we've got Edison on the bench <laughs> or vice versa, you know, take your pick. Ridiculous, All the Man it? City fans would be saying Edison's the best keeper in the world and the Liverpool fans yes. have a very different opinion. Exactly. Brazilian fans just rubbing their hands together. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so to summarise, uh, your selections in this group, Brazil on top from Serbia. Brazil, Those are the teams. Brazil, Serbia, Cameroon, Switzerland. Yep, okay, love it. All right, uh, let's get on to group H, I've just got, I've got, a, I've got something to play again. I know it's, okay. it's just a sentimental thing that I, I like to do because every time we mention Portugal, this just has to get played. Okay. Muchas gracias, afición. Este para vosotros. It's going to be a smart song for Cristiano Ronaldo. I cannot get over that, Vince. I just, it's, it is, it's just become a worldwide meme. It's like and, turning into folklore. It's just, it's the best thing ever. I love it. Some people don't really like it. I think we've got to try and pick it up here in, in Aussie culture. But it's just, love it. It got, it got a run at the tennis, which was great. It's going to get a run at the World Cup uh, if Portugal can... Uh, could slam home a couple of goals in Group H, which I think uh, I'm predicting them to do. Uh, he is definitely going to have a chip on his shoulder coming into this World Cup is CR7. Group H, Portugal, Uruguay, Ghana, Korea, Republic. For me, it's simple. It's A from B. It's Portugal from Uruguay. Uh, don't really see Ghana and Korea troubling those two nations. I'm going to disagree with you, Paul. Oh, here we go. All right, throw a curveball. Let's go. Uh, I, I'm, I'm tipping Portugal, obviously, 100%. Yep. Portugal get through that group and do well. They've just got far too much class um, for anyone in that group, and they'll be there and abouts at the back end. But I don't see Uruguay getting through. 
because wow. my African nation that causes Oh, <laughs> you've got the African nation. I love it. I, I, think, I love it. Yeah, I, I think it's Ghana that does the business in this World Cup. Wow. Okay. Because, because I think that Brazil and Serbia is a step too far for Cameroon in the previous group. Yep. But Uruguay is not a step too far for Ghana. And Ghana's unpredictability will annoy the hell out of the Uruguayans and they'll have red cards all over the shop. I was it was Uruguay versus Ghana in the World Cup of 2010 that went Correct. was it that epic game yeah Asamoah Gyan missed that penalty when Correct. Luis Suarez was sent off with the That's isn't it funny how the worlds collide again uh, isn't it funny and it'll happen yeah wow 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 okay I'm Portugal from Uruguay from Ghana from Korea but you're Portugal from Ghana from Uruguay I'm, from Korea. I'm, I'm Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, miss out and go home. Very unhappy. Okay. And Korea Republic. Make okay. Up, make up the numbers. Okay. Love it. All right. Um, let's take a quick little break. And then on the other side of this break, we'll completely wrap up the knockout sure. phase and your prediction for the World Cup final and who's going to win it because you've uh, you've actually gone the extra level and gone round of 16, quarterfinal, uh-huh. semifinal and World Cup one. final. Mate, this is what we do on the overnight crowd here. Yeah, we, we get stuck into the nitty gritty of it. Uh, 0433 98 11 16 1300 736 736. We're going to open up the talkback lines in around about 15 minutes time uh, to get your take on our agenda for the night. Will the Socceroos make it out of Group D? The Twitter poll on the overnight crowd page at the moment sees the answer no at 76.9% and the answer yes at 23.1%. We'll take a break. I think we're convincing people otherwise. It's going down. You think we're convincing people otherwise? Well, it it's at 27%, went down to 23 So as we talk more, people okay. are starting to decide. I'm liking it. Not, I'm liking it. We're, we're having an influence over the vote here. We've got it's something coming good, up. It's not in a good way. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Uh, all right, we'll take a break here on the Overnight Crowd and be back to wrap up this big FIFA World Cup preview right after this. You're listening to the Overnight Crowd. Back here on the Overnight Crowd on SEN, your home of sport crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and through your digital radio dials. Paul Sebastiani here in the SEN studios with you. We're going up to 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And uh, while we've been getting through this big FIFA World Cup preview, which has taken up the airwaves for the Overnight Crowd uh, throughout the night and into the morning thus far. And we've been joined by Vince Battiato, our footballing expert for the night. He's the Essendon Royals senior women's coach. He's, uh, I think he's he's had a ball on the airwaves tonight. Oh, I've had a great he? time. Yeah, it has been. Been um, getting through all these big, big teams and big names in, in the FIFA World Cup. Uh, and speaking of uh, big names and big moments, the knockout phase of... This tournament, uh, round of 16, quarterfinals, semifinals, and World Cup final, you've uh, you've decided to do a Paul the Octopus and and go ahead yeah. and uh, and try to pick out what's going to happen in the future after the group stages. Call go me, ahead. Call me Vince the Victorious. <laughs> you get it right. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Uh, so here's my pick. The floor is yours, Senator. Based, the floor is yours. So based on who who uh, who I had coming out of the group as, yes. as first and second, I've had yes. a look at how the draw works. So I'm looking at this as the round of 16, uh, Holland to meet Wales Yep. in the round of 16 for Holland to get through. Mm-hmm. Argentina to meet France in the round of 16 <sighs> for Argentina 
to send France home early. Wow. Denmark to meet Poland. Mm -hmm. For Denmark to win convincingly. England to meet Senegal. <laughs> and I got to tell you, my heart oh. wants to say that Sadio Mane <laughs> plays in the round of 16 and knocks out England and sends them home. And I'm going to say it on the air here. I really want to say that, but I'm going to edge and say England make the quarters. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. But, but I reserve the right that if Senegal knock out England, <laughs> it works that way. I'm going to okay. say I called it here first. Okay. All right. Love it. Love it. Spain to play Belgium. Okay. And for Spain to make sure that Roberto Martinez is sacked straight after that game. <laughs> Brazil to play against my African nation, Ghana, to get through. Yes. And of course, they'll knock Ghana out. Brazil will get through that. But that'll be the game of the tournament. Probably okay. end up being 5-3 or something. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Croatia to meet Germany. Yes. In a very much 50-50 call. But the Germans will be too good mm -hmm. and get through to the quarterfinals and Portugal to play Serbia and Portugal to get revenge for Serbia winning the group and forcing Portugal ah, into the playoffs. Okay. Like it, like it, like it, like it. Okay. Very which, good. Which would Very then good. send us into the quarterfinals yes. where Spain will meet Brazil <laughs> and Spain will go home. Brazil will get through to the semifinals where the Netherlands will play Argentina but even Virgil van Dijk won't be able to stop Messi and co to Argentina to get through mm -hmm. for Germany to meet Portugal in another big, all European big one. Yes. And for Portugal to knock out the Germans and for England to beat Denmark, to meet Denmark where England finally go home and realize that it's another failed world. <laughs> so if it's not Senegal, it'll be Denmark. So oh, my, my tip basically for England's bizarre actions is that England have got quite an easy group. They get through the group, not playing well. And then they have two relatively secondary nations that they play next and play poorly enough to eventually go out. Yep. Okay. And then Southgate gets sacked. He ends up in the championship and within two years, he's not even coaching. Anymore. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> But you just you make you're making you're making earthquake vibes in your first in your first uh, in your first go on the overnight crap. Well, I mean, we're not here to hold back, are we? You're opinionated. You're you a coach. You have to be. You didn't bring me on here to hold back. No, of course not. You're a coach. So that gives us a a, a four a last four of the World Cup, which will give us an all South American semi final of Brazil Argentina. Wow. And an all European semi final of Portugal Denmark. So we've got both Ronaldo and Messi in the last four, but unfortunately, both of them will go home in tears because Brazil will knock Argentina out okay. in the semifinals and Portugal will beat Denmark on penalties and Brazil will beat Portugal in the World Cup final. Wow, there we go. Okay, there it is. So the World Cup final, after all that, will be... Will it be an all-Portuguese event? And breathe. So Argentina and Denmark will be the losing semi-finalists, and then Argentina will throw their toys out the pram and lose the third place <laughs> playoff to Denmark. I love the I love the calmness with which you delivered <laughs> that final World Cup, the final of the World Cup. The build-up was just epic, like a surgeon cutting yeah. open the patient, like a, with the surgeon's knife, precision. Love it. Okay, so Brazil. Be, could, I'm so precise I could be German. <laughs> so Brazil to win the World Cup. Against 
Portugal, Portugal. with Argentina and Denmark to be the losing semi. Okay, love it. Okay, fantastic. Uh, well, if you're just tuning in, my prediction is Argentina to win the World Cup. That's what I think is going to occur. But uh, what a World Cup we're in for. Cannot wait. It's Amazing. been four years in the waiting, as as it always is. We're out of this, I don't want to say the C word, C-O-V-I-D, COVID Wonderful. thing again. Thank God. Crowds are back. Great to see. Uh, how do you think this World Cup is going to go down just from a like just the whole tournament, the perspective of it, the whole proceedings? You know, how do you think it's – because much has been made of what's going on off the field and, and, and how Qatar got the World Cup and – and the way the stadiums are built and everything. So there's been a lot of negativity and a lot of negative press, human rights issues coming into the tournament. How do you think it's going to, to end? Look, I'd like to think that as a, as a mad football fan mm. for a lifetime, that the controversy and criticism surrounding the selection of Qatar as the World Cup host and everything else surrounding it, the human rights issues and various other things, I would like to think that that will not take away from the spectacle that is the football because the mm. World Cup is still the World Cup. Of course. Is it going to be the greatest World Cup ever? No, it isn't because I think the crowds will be down um, because of all those other issues. The television audience will always be phenomenal because it's the World Cup. But I really hope that the spectacle itself as as a World Cup isn't isn't hindered by the criticism and the controversy surrounding the, the election of Qatar as the host. I think they'll do a good job as a host. Most hosts do. They're prepared for it. They have plenty of time. Um, but would I have preferred the World Cup to be held elsewhere? Most likely, yes. But it's there. Yep. It's We're here now. Um, let's let's make the football the best we've seen at a World Cup, even if we don't agree with where the, where the World Cup should have been held. Yep. That should be irrespective. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. Uh, and just to reiterate, uh, on the agenda tonight, the big question on the agenda, which I'm going to run throughout the whole uh, program on the overnight crowd. Do you think the Socceroos will make it out of Group D in the FIFA World Cup this year? The poll at the moment, 77% say no on the overnight crowd. 23% say yes. You can check that poll out at overnight crowd on Twitter. Log into your Twitter accounts. If you don't have Twitter, sign up and go and like the overnight crowd or go and follow it um, and check out uh, all the tweets and all the news that we've uh, put up there. But uh, Vitz, pleasure going through this World Cup preview with you on the airwaves for the first time here on the on the overnight crowd. But um, just let the audience know if they're just tuning in um, where we can find, I mean, what, what you're doing sort of in the next couple of months, what you're building up to from a women's um, soccer perspective and a women's football perspective at the Essendon Royals. Oh, Essendon Royals, amazing football club. The women's program, we've taken it to the next level mm-hmm. in, in 2022 um, by by coming in and, and getting promoted from State 1 to the VPL, which is now only one division off the National Premier League. Uh, and we are now building on that phase again. So we've just run almost eight weeks of, uh, of pre-season trials, looking at new players. Uh, amazing that we had 128 players express interest to come to the club. It's a <laughs> big job for me to look at 128 players, <laughs> you know, and and cut that down to 36 to 38, really possibly 40. Uh-huh. And and yeah, been some wonderful players that have come down that I haven't been able to accommodate and help them try to find other clubs um, because you know they're not just players; they're great people and humans uh, when, as well. When, first when and foremost, and yeah. look, a lot of coaches yeah. forget that, Paul. Of that, course. That, you know, we want players to perform and do incredibly well, mm. but you have to remember that they're people before they're players. So if you're a coach, it takes a little bit of time to get to know your players as people 
then you've got a greater chance of getting the better version of them out on the field as well. So when when players know that you're genuine, I think we're doing a really good job at Essendon Royals, not just in the women's program, but in the club as a whole, Mm -hmm. in, in looking after the people of the club because there are good people at the club. And when, you know, when you're rooted in that foundation, you're always going to find success. Absolutely. Speaking of good people, you're one of those good people. Pleasure being with you on the airwaves. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear from you. I'll try and venture to get Thank something you, done in the next, in the next couple of weeks. I've had a blast. Well. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, you can find the audio for this as well. Uh, it'll be uploaded on the overnight crowd page on the Wooshka page. Or if you Google um, the overnight crowd uh, SEN on Google, Google it. You'll be able to find all the audio links on the SEN.com.au page. If you've missed bits and pieces, uh, of the, uh, of the, um, of the preview that we've gone through. But, uh, Vince, again, pleasure. Have a, uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy the world cup. I'm sure we'll hear from you throughout the world cup because we've got the SEN football hub and, um, go Royals, eh? Go Royals. Love it. There we go. We'll be back right after this. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.